As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Sarah Palpatine on Twitter, right? You run the Hello There Star Wars podcast. Sarah, we've done a lot of stuff together um, over on some of your on your show and longtime listener Ben and E and everything. But I think this is the first time I've had you here on Hyperspace. So first yes, of all, how is it you. going? It is going good. Excited for Andor. Excited for everything coming up, especially Tales of the Jedi and Bad Batch. Two. Yeah, I know. Bad Batch, we thought we were going to get it at the end of like this month and then it got pushed back and Andor, we thought we were going to get a few weeks ago, but it got pushed back. And so that's what we're going to be talking today is uh, Andor. First three episodes came out uh, for us as we're on Pacific time at midnight. I've seen all three. You've seen the first two. So we're going to kind of dive in. We will go spoilers on the first two. I'll go spoiler free on episode three, just since you haven't seen it yet. Um, but I have to say, just like with Rogue One, I remember when it was coming out and it was coming out in between, you know, like episode seven, where we're all like Star Wars is back. Everything. It's going to be awesome. Everything seems like we're, we're back to Star Wars. What's going to happen? We know Luke Skywalker is going to be in episode eight. And we were all like before we'd seen The Last Jedi, we were all everyone's all in. I felt like, 
and like none of the sequel hate really started yet. And in between there, they they dropped another movie, Rogue One, and the build up for Rogue One was kind of I don't know, like not like I, I felt like I felt it was just like okay, yeah, it's happening, and then yeah, it comes exactly. out. Yeah, and then it comes out, and it's like, oh my god, this is like top tier Star Wars. So, what did you? What did you think? What did you think? Yeah, like what did you think of Rogue One? I okay, so like back at that time, it was before I was into any podcast or anything. It was just I would listen to the the morning radio show here in San Diego, right? And uh, one of the main people was a big Star Wars nerd, so like, you know, there was like. I was getting hyped back up, you know, I was beginning to have kids and I wasn't quite into my fandoms as I used to be. And it was like, okay, you know, all right, we've got the, 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 you know, we've met Ray and stuff. And then it's like, sort of like, well, what is this movie? And it was like, once I figured out when the timeline was, I was like, oh, now that sounds really like interesting. That sounds cool. Like, obviously I want to see what's up with Luke and everybody, but like, what like is this? And then, like you said, you go, you go into it and it's like, I, I heard the trailer on the radio, you know, every morning for a few weeks leading up to going to the theater and seeing it. And it's like, you know, you get to, to Jin and Cassian at the end and you get the Death Star and you're like, what on, this is so dark, but it feels like Star Wars. And then it was like, and then they're like, oh, here, here's a little Darth Vader crumb for you to just carry with you for like the next, you know, almost decade until we saw, you know, Ewan and Hayden again. And I just like, I, it felt like how it felt at the end of Revenge of the Sith. Like when that movie was done sitting in the theater, I was like, whoa, okay. Like, here we go. Like we're, we're here. Star Wars is here. It will forever be here. You know, there might be some ins and outs and whatnot, but like, at the end of the day, like you said, there are certain pieces for different fans that just feel like this is Star Wars, you know? And that movie felt so much like Star Wars. It yeah. felt like what you saw growing up. Yeah, and it was just, I, I 100% agree. And it was just so different because it was the first movie, you know, before, obviously before Solo, that was outside of like the main thing, you know, besides like the Ewok specials, you know, back, back in the day. Um, and Caravan of Courage. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Love Caravan. So when it came out, it was just like, I felt like it took everything over. And I think over the years, you know, especially given, you know, mixed feelings of the sequels, I felt like Rogue One has just sort of like been pushed up and up and up. And a lot of, for me, it's, me honestly it's like top three uh same, movies same, top same. top three movies i mean i i would even place it over for me and my personal ranking um about even like what i think is i have like two rankings i'm like what i think is probably like quality best and then like what is like my favorites yeah and yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like rogue one is in the top four of my favorites and then it's in like top three of what i think is actually like best overall movies so it was just, it just sort of came out of nowhere. And I remember just thinking before all the lead up was like, okay, what's this going to be? Whatever. So when the Andor series was announced, you know, it got announced and we had Mandalorian. And then like once Grogu shows up and then once Luke, Luke Skywalker shows up, it's like, 
who cares, right? About yeah. this like Andor show. <laughs> What's it gonna be? It takes place before you know, uh, Rogue One. And so it's like, I don't know, you know, am I even going to be excited? Especially because at that point, like, Book of Boba Fett, we, you know, was coming out. I mean, we knew about Andor before that, but we knew Kenobi was coming and, hey, there's going to be an Ahsoka series. So, we, like, Andor has always been on my back burner. So today it came out and I watched the first three episodes. And th then they said, hey, this is going to be 12 episodes long. And it's like, what? <laughs> Like, that's crazy, right? Because Book of Boba Fett was seven, right? Oh, then, little tiny, little tiny seasons. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. But, and then Kenobi was six. And I'll say right now, I already like this more than Bo Book of Boba Fett. And I like it more than Kenobi. To me, this feels much closer to The Mandalorian. Like, the, the general feel of... The Mandalorian. I know Boba Fett has Mando in it and has like a full episode and a half that's just yeah. Mandalorian, but it just feels like what like episodes like one through four of Mandalorian felt like this like criminal underworld, and we're getting to see it all kind of unfold. Um, and episode three, just my sort of non spoiler since you haven't seen it, and then we'll dive into the first one too. Episode three was where I was really like, there's a moment in it that takes place towards like towards the end and it's just uh it's just this conversation between two people and there's just a line in there that is like i was like that i'm so locked in now i'm so 100 locked in to this show because this is star wars this is what like we're here for and you can just like the writing the cinematography of this show so far it's just like dark gritty and i'm i'm in the little but little details um just in just the set so far it's like wow it feels it, this is a weird comparison but it's like when you go to disneyland the reason why like i think people like it so much is like you just feel like you're in this real weird surreal place you know and you could go from this land to that land to this land and everything feels tangible um, until you go to try to open a door and it doesn't go anywhere. Um, but like, I like when movies feel like that, when you feel like you're in the set and it's like, you really felt like that, that those opening shots of him, uh, you know, going up to that nightclub brothel uh, was just, it was amazing to look at. And like my dad came over today and my sister and him and I sat down and watched the first episode together and we're like, a brothel. Yeah. At the very beginning, I was like, well, I watched House of the Dragon, you know, with my dad and talked about it. So we could do. But I was just like, wow, all right, here we go. And then Cassian is like, you know, it just seems like a very, uh, you know, uh, SEX positive kind right. of vibe where, like, we've never had that in a Star War. We don't really necessarily need it. But, like, you know, we've always had, you know, we say, people say the wildest things about Obi-Wan Kenobi, like the craziest, like people refer to Anakin Skywalker as baby girl. Like it's just, people are so thirsty for these Star Wars characters. And I felt like this was like the first time we got to kind of acknowledge that little part of the fandom, that, that rabid part of the fandom in the show, but in a really kind of tasteful almost gothic-esque way like that right. soundtrack of him going into that club and just 
it just was a whole vibe. That bartender looked like Asajj Ventress. Um, yeah, yeah. I was like, and I and I'll agree a hundred percent with what you said with the the score. The score of this show already is <laughs> like to me. It's like I like it. You know, just uh, to me, it, it stand it it, st- it stood out to me because with Kenobi, I felt like the score at times. I don't know. The score for me in Kenobi kind of took me out of it a little bit because there were moments where it would play a theme that was that like felt like Star Wars, but sort of felt like also knocked off Star Wars. Like when Vader walked in an episode into it. Yeah. Like when Vader walked in in episode three, it's like, why not just play Imperial March? Now they played it later, but it's like, why not just play it then? And it felt like sometimes it was like, and I know John Williams worked on it, but it just felt like, they were specifically being like, let's not play the Star Wars music, but we can play something that was similar. So this show, and I think the score helps it, much like Mandalorian, was it just sort of goes in its own unique direction. And it just, this show, it's obvious in the first three episodes, knows exactly what it wants to be, um, which is kind of refreshing right now in that, so many shows, especially like on the Marvel side, feel like every two seconds they're trying to make a connection to something else. Whereas yeah. this show's like, nope, we're just our own thing. And it's or kind of great. like pussyfooting around real issues. And it feels like this one, they're like putting it pretty, pretty yeah. plainly. You know, we're not going to beat around the bush and imply the dark side or this or that. So, um, yeah, the em- empire heavy aspect to Star Wars is so dark and when they actually truly acknowledge it that's really um it's really like jarring <laughs> yeah 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 and so what do you what, what do you think about like the visuals because i it's de- it definitely it it feels star warsy but it also just feels like unique lived in you know there's not like what we saw in Boba Fett with like the Power Ranger motorcycles, you know, like, like this just feels it, it, it you, like none of that stuff took me out of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very much like, um, you know, when I was younger, obviously I was a preteen and going, I, so when the prequels came out, I was 13 when Phantom Menace came out and I was 18 when Revenge of the Sith came out. So like at that time I was never super into them until Revenge of the Sith came out. And I was like, oh, shoot. (laughs) I really, really like this. This is actually really fun. Um, And now in retrospect, just because like, I'm such an along for the ride kind of person. And I like, I like when theories pop up and you get little Easter eggs and stuff. But like, um, I don't want to make myself too crazy because there's just so much in Star Wars. Like, it's just so much um, that like, uh, I, I, I really do like the, uh, the, the, the right after Anakin turns the, to the dark side timeline, that, that whole mm-hmm. within like five to 10 to 15 years timeline is really, you know, seeing how when Luke and Leia show up and seeing how everything is dark and it's dusty and the bad guys have been in power for that long and things are just um, not fun for anybody unless you are on the dark side and that's still not even very fun for most people because if you look at Darth Vader the wrong way, he's going to, you know, force choke you. If you look at Palp- do, do Palpatine wrong, he's going to, you know, set you up like Dooku and use you as a political pawn. 
so I, I do, um, to the, get to the point here. I really, um, I just love that kind of dusty, dark, all bets are off. Every, nobody has, you know, there's nothing left to lose. Um, you know, how Cassian tells, uh, Jin and Rogue One, you know, I've been in this fight since I was six years old. And then he, he tells her something along the lines of like, I've done bad things for this rebellion, you know, whatever. Um, I like that that's what we get to explore right now is like, what kind of gray areas did the good guys have to go through to get this thing up off the ground to what we see in A New Hope? Yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, you are going to absolutely love episode three of the show. Because I'm going to watch it as soon as we're done here. It's like, it's like right, oh, the end of it is just so good because it's right where it clicks off. And um, just one of the conversations uh, like that, that happens is he begins to sort of explain um, how he smuggled some things. And it's just the conversation is just so good. And I'll go spoiler free for anyone who also hasn't seen all of the yeses. They did drop three episodes today. But oh, you're you're going to. Yeah, that was that was the moment where I was like, oh, I don't just like the show. Like I'm in love. With it. <laughs> uh, I think and, um, no, oh, I was going to say, uh, I don't know if you saw, but they had uh, they had it in IMAX before they did like the Disney Plus Day movie thing but like a few weeks before they had rogue one in imax and i saw it twice and they had a special look so there was a conversation they showed between cassian and luthan is that his name Mm -hmm. yes uh stars whatever his name is yeah stars cassian and or that guy um and it was like i was like dude i this show is gonna be like it's gonna be just too much it's gonna be too much and then watching that movie after seeing that sneak peek it just yeah, I'm just jacked up. I'm just so jacked up and ready for 12 episodes of something rather than, like you said, seven or six or like, you know, just uh, something more spread out. Right. And I think and I think the the 12 episodes, which I want to dive into next, is really good for this show. And I think they actually, having now seen all three episodes, I think they really benefited from pushing it back and releasing three at once, Uh, especially because right now is just a really busy time for TV shows. The NFL just came back. You obviously have House of the Dragon and Rings of Power. And then of course you have on their own platform, She-Hulk, which is also like another longer thing. And I've kind of found, at least with the Marvel side of it, is I typically, it's like, it's, I've always felt like this happens. Is I'll watch episode one of a show and then maybe episode two. And then I'm just like, well, I'll just wait. And I did that with Miss Marvel, ended up loving it. What I'm right, that's where I'm at with She Hulk, like Moon Knight, all those shows. It's like, I maybe watched that's the first a smart, episode. Very smart process. Yeah. It just kind of happens, actually. It's, it's less, it's less like I specifically <laughs> try to do it that way. Um, but with the Star Wars shows, that's obviously been appointment viewing for me. It's like I watch definitely every week. And I'm and or even being 12 episodes, I, I you feel if it's a little bit longer, I feel sort of more committed to watch it every week as opposed to a shorter show that's only like six episodes where it's like, well, mm-hmm. I can just wait and then just binge the whole thing. Exactly. Yeah, I, I'm so happy they pushed it back a little bit, too, because like 
yeah, it's just crazy. Like how, just like to keep your mind open, like the Marvel stuff, like I, you know, I like anything that they throw out there. I'm not super duper picky, but like, I just haven't been able to hold interest in like the last few shows that they've put out. And I don't know if that's just on me or what, but um, yeah, so that, that makes sense to kind of just go back and watch them all at once. Cause then you could kind of take it all in and then take it all back out <laughs> rather than yeah. having to hold on to it every single week until you get, like you said, the connective tissue to the next show or the next Marvel movie that comes out. And I don't mind lily padding. I love a good, like, you know, we got to, you know, to go east, you got to go west, to go north, you got to go south. You know, I don't mind that. But, um, yeah, it does get a little bit, uh, it gets a little bit daunting. You know, it's like sometimes you just want to see, you know, Tony Stark. Like, when Iron Man came out, it was just like, it's just a Tony Stark movie with a little Nick Fury sprinkle at the end there. It's like, I kind of miss having something that was so focused on one person and then just getting a little like a little crumb you know but i don't know i'm not that yeah no i (laughs) no, and i I think i think already that's something great about this show and then yeah you have the big connections sort of at the end so you know mandalorian was kind of like that where trying to think in season one were there really any i mean obviously when grogu in episode one shows up you're like okay well hold on this changes like <laughs> this is like game changer because it's a baby yoda where did the green goblin come from yeah but then really like going forward from episode like you know one all the way there was like the little hint towards the camino cloners and but then it was really not until uh, Moff Gideon showed up with the Darksaber. We were like, okay, hold on. Now this is a big change. And then season two opened the door. And I think that's probably what's going to happen here. But here it's a little bit easier because you don't necessarily really need to connect it so much to the rest of Star Wars where you can just sort of connect it directly to Rogue One and some of the people we may end up seeing. But then also, you know, you can make connections like Saw Gerrera, who I think we know is going to be in it. And more some, live. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So some, <laughs> some, you know, some things like that. But even early on, even these first three episodes, it's very hyper focused on Andor, on Cassie and Andor and his story. And and he and he deserves it. You know what I mean? Like, um, if this is somebody who went out the way that he did, like it's like, well, let's see how we got there because that was that's quite a way to go, you know. Um God, it's just like that whole ending of the movie, just that little, just yeah, just that tiny team of people. Oh, I was going to ask you, um, in the second episode, we get, uh, you know, the, the police men of Mm -hmm. of the the company, the company men, policemen, and you got the one tall guy that's like, I am not covering up this murder. Uh, you know, if I'm going to be doing this job, I want to do it right guy. Um, I felt like the weird speech that he gave uh the people at the end of towards the end of the uh second episode right before i think uh Luthen shows up one more time and it ends it felt like a bastard bastardized version of Jin's speech in rogue one when she's you know where they're about to go go right. take off and go to the scarif and whatever um it literally felt like like if an alien watched that speech and tried to like repeat it like it was 
it was so awkward and he has you know no charisma and there's just it's it was so I don't know that that really made my blood feel really cold because I was like wow I wonder if they did that on purpose because I would not follow this guy anywhere (laughs) because yes yeah as a sort of connection to these guys too by the way sort of corporate security I was trying to look up to see um if there's anything that we know about them like in like star wars from wikipedia or anything and it seems like it's kind of a new thing they're introducing here it says andor introduces the pre-more security inspection forces they seem to be the main police or peacekeeping force in these parts of the galaxy where the empire has you know yet to establish a a foothold so this i believe is the first time we've seen and i would not be surprised if we don't see more groups like this pop up Mm -hmm. like perhaps in bad batch and some other things we could see these sort more sort of like security forces that perhaps the empire is contracting out before as they continue to sort of expand their foothold it's the perfect way to infiltrate everything (laughs) um and it kind of reminds me of you know and i know star wars does this a lot but like it reminds me of like um like the mining company towns that we've had here you know, uh, in the South and, you know, I don't know, I'm not really good with geography, but, um, just how, uh, the mining company would own the whole town and the town would have the, the, the company's money. They would have its own system and you had to make the company's money to spend the company's money. And I'm sure that they had some really gnarly and, uh, uh, interesting security, um, systems in place. So yeah, that was very morbid, morbid and dark. Yeah. Now, did you see the thing that he's got that Andor has? What thing? Like the like kind of the whole deal. He's he's trying to set up this meeting, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right to get um, isn't he trying to sell the his spaceship right. or the spaceship part or something to get yeah. the on? Yeah, they. I don't know that oh, they the really. Box. See, the, yeah. the box. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they showed that at the IMAX broke one thing and me and my sons, we looked at each other and I, it's not it, but we looked at each other. We were like, is that Darth Vader's? We like, you know, our brain right. is like, it does, no, it like, looks like it. Mode. yeah. Yeah. And we were like, is that Darth Vader's freaking like, like chest piece? System? Yeah. Um, but it, it looks very, um, very empire esque. It looks very, uh, very ominous. It, it looks um, something that came from where Palpatine lives and roosts and festers every day. Yeah, I was I was trying to look at that up too to see if they really sort of and they didn't really seem to sort of explain um, it any further. Just what it may may or may not end up end up being if it is anything. And then in episode three, uh, we we learn we learn a little bit more about like that meeting. So I don't want to don't want to don't want to dive uh, too too deep too deep in, into that but yeah i mean so i mean just in general i guess like i mean what are what are you so two episodes in like what are you just like where, where are you at with this show i i'm i'm in it to win it me and my sister were talking about how like when you have something that's pg-13 movies whatever how there's kind of like a scale there's there's the closer to the pg side and then there's the closer to the the, the, the r-rated side of the pg-13 and i feel like we're pushing this, uh, you know, this little PG-13 scale 
almost getting to like R-rated territory. They're bringing up things that we've never really brought up in Star Wars that have maybe been implied. Um, and I just, I don't know. It just feels really refreshing. It feels like uh, on a hot summer day, a nice cold glass of lemonade or an ice cold Corona or something. It's just, uh, yeah, it's going down really smoothly. And I, I feel like I don't have to think about it too much because they're, they're really showing everything and it's, and it's being told and spelled out in a, in a smart way, but not in like a, let's show it to you like you're a toddler type of a way. So that's, Right. It feels adult, but I think yeah. kids can still see it. You know, I, I yeah. want to wait till tomorrow when my kids come home to see episode three, too, because yeah. I'm like, I feel bad watching it without them. But, you know, it's going to be well, like. Well, you'll, you'll just watch them again. So. Yeah. yeah. So I, and yeah. again and again and again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's interesting, actually, that you brought up, like, the perhaps the rating of the show, because. Um, I remember when Kenobi was coming out, uh, they, you know, they give like the TV, whatever ratings and Disney plus does now have sort of a, I guess, darker side once they brought in like those Marvel shows, like from Netflix. Yeah. And Deadpool and stuff. stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and they have had some more sort of like slightly adult content, I guess, but I remember, you know, like uh, Book of Boba Fett. I mean, Mando flat out like cuts dudes' heads off and stuff in that, like in the one the one episode he's in. Oh, that episode, yeah, the Bryce Dallas Howard episode. <laughs> right, and then Kenobi. I remember actually had like a lower uh, rating. It was like ten or something. It was a much like yeah. I was gonna say lower... it, but it did. Kenobi did feel until you got to that you know last episode where you you know where we get that. I I love that that like bigger oh, yeah. battle scene so much. Yeah, um, so good. And that's the peak of the show for me. Um, but like you said, yeah, definitely. I, yeah. The more that I think about it, Kenobi definitely. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Overdraft fees are just the worst. Get up to $200 in fee-free overdraft with a Chime checking account. Sign up today at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Had more of a family and not even having anything to do with Leia or whatever, but it just did. You could tell that they, yeah, looking back on it, that they probably made sure to make it not too dark and that's okay yeah yeah but yeah i like i like a little grittiness i like a little you know that michael myers uh darth vader down the hallway i just i like okay not to like be like oh i want hayden christensen in every piece of star wars ever like i don't want to be that girl but like and i don't want to take away from you know this beautiful cast that we have in andor but like i'm hoping that we do get a little bit of that broke one version of, of Vader at some point, you know, just a yeah. little sliver, just a little slice of the Vader pie. Um, no, I think I, that would be good. Yeah. And we can, and we can shift gears here because I think, I think we sort of covered just sort of our initial reactions to um, and, and, or, and it's been a while since you and I've talked. Uh, and so I, I, I don't think we, t- I don't think you and I've talked about Boba Fett or, uh, 
Kenobi. So I would you just kind of like just general like thoughts on uh, which one did you? I'm, I have to guess you probably liked Kenobi better of the two. Yeah, yeah, in that sense. And I do. Uh, my sister and I were talking about this earlier about how um, we. I loved Boba Fett so much, and I wish that like uh, we were talking about the shortness of seasons and stuff, and how like you know, getting a little bit of Boba, which was fine because like you know whether they do season two, it was nice to have the book of Boba Fett. However, in retrospect, I sort of wish that it would have just been the book of Boba Fett, and then that maybe we could have just had like a special Mando episode where we're like, you know, meanwhile back, you know, with Luke and Grogu, um, you know, and and I'm finding myself, the further we go into like Luke these days, the more like off I'm starting to like feel about the computer stuff, um, which, you know, I, I don't care. I like computer Leia. She's fine. I, I don't mind. I, I think Tarkin and Rogue One looks amazing still to this day. Um, but I was just, that made me scared. It, it just, my brain couldn't like the uncanny valley thing. Um, so I wish that was a little bit more separate um, because again, I feel like these, these characters and these shows really deserve to have it be their show. Like, right. you know, Kenobi, it, it's not the Darth Vader show, but like also those two are like, you know, right. in, just entwined forever, soul and body and mind um, that like, you know, how you do the balance with that. I enjoyed the balance of Vader and Kenobi a lot because, you know, I'm a big fan girl of, of Vader. Um, I liked how we got Palpatine at the end. I felt like if we didn't, that would have been kind of a bit of a bummer for me. But um, yeah, and I liked that my kids enjoyed it and that I could watch it with them. We didn't have to explain too much and that it, yeah. And looking back, it was a little bit more family friendly when, like, sometimes I want to go a little bit, you know, more right. into the deeper, darker depths of Star Wars. But that's what we have Andor for now. So I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting because both shows to me, like, they kind of both went in, like, opposite directions. So it was like there's parts of there's parts of both Boba Fett, Book of Boba Fett and Kenobi that I generally love structurally i felt like they had some issues like as like just a show um boba fett like the story is kind of all over the place uh <laughs> like it episodes like one through four are a back and forth timeline jump which is fine if that's gonna be like the whole deal but yeah. then it shifts to arguably one of the top like three episodes of the mandalorian that we've ever had and so that episode was awesome, but yes. it was like a Mandalorian episode inside Boba Fett. So it was like, uh, so it's like, I feel weird, like criticizing it. And I've still always felt weird criticizing it because it was an awesome piece of content, but was it necessary for the, yeah. for the thing? Um, and then like, they kind of throw Cad Bane in there and I felt like, Maybe you could have spent some time explaining why he and Boba Fett's relationship is important. So it's just kind of like a lot of good stuff, but it's kind of like, you know, if you're going to eat like spaghetti with ice cream. Yeah, sort, sort of. And like, like even. They're great on their own, but not together. <laughs> Unless you're Buddy the Elf from, <laughs> from Elf. Um, 
but like, yeah, I, I even noticed like, you know, if you're kind of just going along, like along for the ride, sometimes the ride, you know, there's a little turbulence in the ride and there's a little bit of like a, am I on a smooth monorail ride or I'm on some rickety piece of crap, you know, uh, bunk ride from some, you know, sad theme park, you know, it's like sometimes when that, those, kind of happen like you said where you're like wow I can't believe I really enjoyed something so much but there were like a few things where I was sort of like <laughs> like yeah. why is this here why is this necessary but um yeah I I I go back to the finale of Boba Fett probably the most that's a really fun episode to just yeah kind of throw on it's wild and it's crazy and it feels almost like a, a Star Wars special where like if you just threw that on and you had no idea what the hell was happening you'd be like all right you know like we're we're the town is under there's bad people in the town and we need to get you know we need to get them out very very western very tombstone uh tombstone-esque there you know uh the okay corral type of a vibe um so yeah that's what i love the most about boba fett was absolutely the finale but that mando episode was just something really amazing though you yeah. know so it's just it's a weird the, it's kind of a weird thing second, but right and then the part and then the second part of like the second episode you know or whatever like of episode six which is like st the the luke ahsoka grogu stuff yeah. i kind of felt i kind of felt like maybe what they what they could have done different what i would have done differently and i know this it sounds like sacrilegious to even say it like out loud <laughs> is i think what i would have done is i would have had you have episode five be what it is where mando does his thing and then he shows up and he's like well i gotta go make a pit stop real quick so then i would probably well i think what i would do is i would have i would have like cut out a lot of the segments of like luke and grogu and ahsoka with like the training and everything and i would have moved that to perhaps like an end credit scene for like the whole deal so I would have just had like, maybe it starts with Mando showing up and he's like, well, I just want to see the kid. And he's like, well, will you just give him this? It's like, okay. And I would have ended it. I would have ended it there. Then I would have done a post credit scene that like showed that Grogu had to make a decision of yes. like training or whatever. And then it would have, you still could have had him show up and it's like, wait, what, what are you doing here? And then it's you get to this thing where it's like no he actually chose to leave which it still happens i think it just would have sort of given the tightened boba it fett, up yeah it would have it would have given boba fett a little more time you could have like explained the cad bane a little bit more in that second and the tuscan uh, raiders just like right. you know i know he got revenge on them but it's still like you know right. that was a whole you know, that just always kind of like left an odd taste in my mouth it was just like, okay, so he goes through all this training, he gets adopted into this tribe. And then, you know, and I get the statement, you know what I mean? This has happened in real life, I understand. But like, right. you've got to give us, I don't know, have one of them alive, leave somebody alive somewhere. And if they ever come back to that, you know, whatever. It's like Game of Thrones. I'm, I'm like, well, maybe we'll come back to it. I don't know. Right. So. Yeah. Maybe we'll come back to them. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And so then, so it seems like we both are pretty much on the same page with uh, like Boba Fett. Now, Kenobi for me, 
I don't know. I felt like Kenobi, I went really back and forth on like liking an episode to almost like disliking an episode. But then the end was just like so good that it was that it was like a 10 out of 10, you know, like 10 peak Star Wars uh, episode because it was just it kind of felt like it was jumping around. I felt like it was it, there was just too much it was trying to do all at once for me. Yeah, for six episodes, it felt like it we lot, sort of went, like, yeah, and a few different, like, little loops where it just sort of seemed like it could have been more streamlined, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I think what I, I think maybe what I would have done is I actually would have pulled Reva's character back just a little bit, um, because it felt like they're like, hey, here's this character, and then she kind of took a, like, and she's going to be really important, and it's like, okay, cool, and then she kind of took a back burner. But then she comes back at the end, and so it sort of felt like, you know, herky-jerky a little bit. Um, I also still say that, uh, that having watched that now, man, I felt like, I felt like, you know, with COVID and you're know, trying Disney and Disney Plus coming out and you need content for it and everything. But, man, I felt like you really could have streamlined that into an epic, like, two-hour movie. Yeah, yeah, it could have been, movie. like... They, they really need, I think Disney Plus, again, to like bring up my sister for the 50th time, we talked about how like um, Disney needs to, the Disney Plus needs to work on that, that kind of formatting and presenting stuff. Like not everything has to be, you know, a mini series. And it's like, I don't know if you remember, but like back in the day when it was pretty much TV and going to the movies and Blockbuster, you know, sometimes there would be a, a mini series event or a TV movie and it'd be a big deal. And a lot of people would watch it, but like outside of a few prestige things like lonesome dove or like the odd Stephen King TV movie, that'd be really good. You know, people didn't give mini series and TV movies a whole lot of um, credit right. or just, they yeah. just didn't have, they just didn't have that kind of uh, richer, texture and feel to them and i think what disney plus needs to kind of start doing is figuring out like you know you can give us movies outside of just these pinocchio uh you know like my kids wanted to watch it so i watched it and i was like i i thought my head was gonna explode oh but the <laughs> new like, movie this, that the new, the new yeah. put, it was it was you know it's for the kids so it's like right. I can't judge it too much, but I was just like, "This is just this right. is Disney." You know what I mean? Come on, I Disney! Know. Like, just yeah. When I, I watch I a would. Marvel show, <clears throat> like I don't want to see Harry Potter CGI, and right. that's on you as a company to give your people space and to pay them right and to to let them right. do their job. Because why does Infinity War look better than? you know, She-Hulk and better than Moon Knight and better, you know, I, I even Loki, I just, I, I, I kind of lost it after Loki. I was sort of like, well, you know, yeah, too much, too yeah, fast. Yeah, yeah, I know. If it, it definitely feels like Disney and maybe this is all, maybe I, honestly, having seen Andor today, like it really, and of course like Boba Fett to me never, like there was nothing in Boba Fett where I was like, this is weird or out of like, it just felt like right. And so part of it is probably just like quality of teams working on stuff. And then like, you know, the, the set direction, you know, like where you decide to film everything, but man, like Andor, like just looks, sounds, 
yeah. writing, acting is just like top notch already. And maybe it's just because you don't have to do like, I mean, there's still like explosions and all kinds of, you know, gunshots and all this other stuff, but you don't have like Sith and Jedi and lightsabers and yes. everything. It's, it's um, Empire and Rebellion. Right. Like, right. Cause like, and I just all the nasty Thor. facets of it. I just watched Thor Love and Thunder last night. And like, I was like, this is just, it's a weird, it's a weird, weird movie. I don't know how I feel about it yet. I'm like, it, 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 it's a little funky. <laughs> there's like parts Sometimes, where I'm like, this, but that's like Disney. That's how I felt about Disney for like, the past like year i don't know so maybe it's some hangover from, i'm actually like coming off of it a little bit Andor to me has been so good so far that i'm like giving disney a pass on some of the things that i've had big issues with yes because yes. i was like okay <laughs> maybe it is COVID. maybe we're getting past like the covid production stuff and it's getting better yeah and it and it definitely feels like that um and it and it feels like people there's a lot of like movies and, and TV shows that feel like they don't want to take the time to actually build sets and put the details in them to anymore. It's like, well, we could just, you know, we could just do it on the computer, which, you know, to a certain extent, that's fine. You know what I mean? We, if you want to bring it up a few, few notches, but like, you know, there's a reason why you can rewatch Willow that came out in whatever. There's a reason why you can rewatch the never ending story. I just watched that with my sons the other night. And they loved it. I made them put the freaking iPads down. And, um, you know, my 10-year-old made fun of the green screen a couple times, which I was like, okay. You know, when he's flying in the air on the the, the dog dragon. But, like, um, you Falcor. know, it's like, Falcor, thank you. My sister came <laughs> in and she was like, it's Falcor. And I was like, I'm sorry. I'm in Game of Thrones. I'm in Caraxes and T-Rex right. and the Red Queen mode right now. Okay, I'm sorry. Um but yeah, and I, I feel like I don't have to clear out too much of my mind to put this in because I, I feel like there's a there's a, a hard drive for for Andor and for this timeline that that the show just plugs right into, right. and you're just you're just in it. Yeah. What did you so, think yeah. of? Um, and then, we, then we'll then we'll we'll shift gears after this, uh, and we'll and we'll talk about some future stuff coming up. What did you What did you think of the way they're doing lightsabers in in Kenobi? like it or they, okay i didn't see all of the behind the scenes uh kenobi things um i watched the beginning of it but i didn't finish it um did they actually are they fighting with them now like are yeah they so it's, it's yeah so what they're using now so before they always just did green screen right now they've got this new like thing where it's basically just like they're using like I don't know, like the like kinds you can go buy, but it's like some sort of spec. You know, there's obviously yeah, like okay, something going on. With, I'm sure there's like a motion tracking and all kinds of stuff inside or whatever. Um, and on one hand, it's really cool because, like, when they were fighting in like the construction yard, it gives this like super cool glow, which is like yes. this looks awesome. But then, like, when they're actually fighting. I don't know. It felt like a fan film. So I just, I don't know. I would, what did, what did you think about it? I'm just, I, I, I have a lot of like thoughts on like, uh, what is it called? The, the round or the sound or, um, right. there's like that. The, and I've noticed, you know, it's, it Marvel uses it and I've noticed, um, oh, the volume. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> the vo yeah, the yeah. volume. Um, 
Westworld on HBO just finished up a few weeks ago. And I noticed that like this season, and again, quarantine and COVID and everything, like we're only human and we can only do what we do. But I felt like there wasn't a crispness to the screen that shots didn't feel like lived in the way the first few seasons did. And I'm realizing that this technology is getting used more and more, which whatever, it's fine. I think it's helpful for the actors, but at the end of the day, an actor should be able to, you know, this can be Dobby, you know, it's like, you should be able to pretend that this is a Corvette or a goblin or whatever. Um, And so, you know, I make these little, little edits on TikTok and stuff. And I don't, I don't have anything to like download the videos. So like I've mentioned to you before, I just use my phone. I've got, you know, a nice one, whatever, and it works. Um, however, I noticed when I go to make my edit, the, the, the blackness and, and the texture and the richness of something, they just aren't like that anymore. And so like right. my, my clips from what I have of the Revenge of the Sith that I use for edits is so wildly different in quality than getting the little edits I got of these fights. They're right. grayer, they're grittier, and it's a little, it's just not crisp. It's like, right. like I'm looking right now, I just have my computer uh, screen camera and like my texture is completely different than yours on your screen. And it's like, why in 2022 is a 2005 film sharper and cleaner and crisper than a flipping right. top of the line, yeah. spend all this money, the, you know, this is the baby of the Star Wars aspect of Disney Plus, you know, why doesn't it look, why doesn't it look like a million bucks? Why doesn't it look like... When they spend, when they spend, you know, they're spending like 10 million and 15 million an episode. Yeah, I, I just, that's what's hard for me, because it's like, I love the storytelling, I love how every, you know, the, I love the fights and the visuals and, and just, yeah, that lighting of the lightsabers, like, it, it gets pink, which I love pink. Pink's a fun right. color, but like, it just, you know, and like, I don't know, it just, yeah, it, like you said, it, it just had a different, just a different yeah. feel and a different texture to it. Yeah, to, to it was just, yeah. Yeah, it's just so, the other thing, the thing too about it that's interesting is, and clearly it's direct, you know, it's directing and the certain teams that are working on it and stuff like that, but like, like the Darksaber, the Darksaber feels like every other lightsaber we've ever seen on screen. When Luke mm-hmm. showed up in Mandalorian and he used his lightsaber, it looks like every other lightsaber we've ever used. These, like, were kind of different. I mean, there was some cool stuff about it, like when they're fighting at the end, the, at the, the final scene, like, you get that glow, which is in theory like more you know realistic so like it's cool it, it just don't they, they just haven't gotten it yet there it's like yeah. they do you, do we go all cg or do we now go with this sort of new sort of practical thing um and i feel like it'll get better and it'll improve just like how you know like luke's cg and mandalorian <laughs> compared to the boba fett thing was like hugely different and i gotta say I- and I only pointed out because somebody did it on um, some, you know, somebody did it, some kid did it on YouTube or whatever. But like Hayden in when it's like supposed to be like episode two, Hayden, and you can see like wrinkles on his face. I'm yes. Like, 
again, like it's so awesome because it's like, oh my God, I'm getting to see Hayden Christensen back. But like, it wouldn't be as weird if Obi-Wan, like, you know, because he had the benefit of like, we can give him the beard and the yes. hair. And he looked like and a little he bullet. Super young. Yeah, and he looked like super young, but Hayden did not look, you know, what's he supposed to be there, like 16? Yeah. yeah, and I wonder, like, when it comes to, again, to, like, you know, spelling things out and, and filling in the narrative and, I don't know, I guess just exposition in general, like, I've seen some theories and people mention that, like, again, it's sort of like a bastardized uh, memory version of Anakin. Version of and it's like, I, I like that, but, like, but who said, but, like, who said that, though? Did, like, did we see right. that in one of the behind-the-scenes things, you know what I mean? Um so I'll believe that in my mind. I'll, I'll, I'll fill that hole in myself, but like, you know, it, it's not spelled out. So it's like, like you said, um, yeah, it's just like little things where it's like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like we don't have to leave so much up in the air. And I feel like people shouldn't have to read like 50,000 Star Wars books and comic right. books to be able to, to ingest and understand what's going on on screen and it's like i just started to get into comic books um and that was kind of fun because i felt like kenobi did a lot of comic book nods which was felt really really in the universe um you know that 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 version of like um haven't you killed enough skywalkers you know and how how they they switched the line um i thought that stuff was kind of fun um but yeah i feel like you know my dad shouldn't have to go you know, right. read uh, what's the one with uh, Luke and Mando, right? Or uh, Luke and uh, Lando, not Mando. Oh, the um, book that just came out, like the fifth one, Secrets of the, of the Sith. Sith? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I started that. I've I've started like fifty Star Wars books this year that I've not been able to just on my own just retain and get through. But I started Brotherhood again. Um, I wanted to get through that before Kenobi, but like. You know, there's just so much, you know, right. and uh, yeah. Yeah. But I do, yeah, I, I do like the comic book a lot. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the Mando season three, the trailer came out for it, but it feels like it's it's a ways away. Um, so we can certainly come back and, and talk about that at some point. But um, Tales of the Jedi, and then actually, I kind of want to talk more specifically, I think, about Bad Batch season two. Like, yes. what are, what, um, like, what are we thinking for Bad Batch season two? I just, like, when they showed, okay, so I went to Star Wars Celebration the first day. Just drove up from San Diego for the day, and um, they had, like, they were already dropping the Kenobi show. Hayden and Ewan were there, and then it was, like, by the time I got back home and cozy and realized that we were getting the Bad Batch stuff, or season two when they showed the um the animation of it and it has this like terminator feel to it and it said season two and then like you said they gave us a date and then they took the date away um i just i think we're probably gonna see omega it, it probably not heavily but try to bring um oh my god crosshair back into the fold right. i wonder if crosshair is actually going to maybe be a good guy in the haystack of the uh of the of the empire and wonder if he's gonna you know do some espionage work um yeah, does, you know, he go, does, thing... does he go does he go darker or does he go lighter mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
So that's going to be really fun. Um, and it's just like a joy. Just anytime Omega is just around, she's just like a really lovely, positive, sunny, delightful character in the Star Wars universe that like, you know, it's the five men and a baby or five, five men and a little lady kind of a, kind of a premise. And I just, I don't know. I think it's cool that we're all watching a show about a little clone girl and these just big, strong clone dudes that are, you know, there to protect her, but also teach her and show her how to fight. And I don't know. It's just, it's such a special, warm part of Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know. I'm super intrigued about it too, because now I feel like just because, you know, they sort of dropped the Alpha Omega thing and then... You know, we got the book of Boba Fett. We were so, was so wondering, like, oh my God, is there going to be any connection? She was going to pop in or not at some point. I know. I know. At some at some point, I do think they will they will meet up or something, and we will get that. And so that's what I'm most uh, excited for. And then, of course, you know, potential connections to Grogu that could show up right in in the next season. And then, you know, we don't really we haven't. I don't think we saw in the trailer if Finnick is going to reappear in it, but I kind of feel like she will. I would or, hope so. Or, you know, Cad Bane re-shows up into it, and then you can sort of build some more. You know, that's kind of the, always the good thing about Star Wars is you can kind of, like, build stuff up in one spot that can help build something else, too. So um, Yeah, I would okay, like well, to see Cad Bane again, for sure. Yeah. Okay, well, we're almost at an hour here, so I think uh, we, can close up, we can close up shop here. So, Lady Sarah, where can people find you on the internet? at Sarah Palpatine on Twitter and on TikTok. And uh, I just started loading some of my TikToks onto YouTube shorts. So you can also- Let's go. Also find it there. So Palpatine's where it's at. I want to change it to Targaryen, but I don't know if you remember, Sarah Targaryen was literally one of the worst Targaryens of all time. So we're going to keep it healthy. <laughs> Although he's no, he's no sweetheart either. <laughs> right, right, right. Thank okay. you for awesome. having me. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, guys, we'll be back definitely with more Star Wars content, so be sure to stay tuned with that. Have a great day, as always. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And may the Force be with you.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.